everyone, I'm Brandon Odo. And I'm Brian Bowling. And this is Critical Care Scenarios, the podcast where we use clinical cases, narrative storytelling, and expert guests to unpack how critical care is practiced in the real world. All right, everyone, welcome back to another Turbo. It's Brandon here. We've had some kind of heady, uh, deeper topics lately, so I thought we'd keep it a little bit light today. I wanted to just share with you, what do I carry on my person when I'm on a clinical shift? For some reason, this is a topic that sort of interests people in a lot of settings. You'll find the internet and like YouTube is full of people sharing their EDC, their everyday carry, just what kind of stuff they carry around with them. I don't know, it must resonate with something in us, but I think it's sort of interesting to see how people manage their workflows and because it says something about, I guess, how you work, um, you know, and what you have on you. So me personally, I am a pretty minimalist, I suppose. I don't like having too much stuff with me because uh, I just feel like it weighs me down. So nowadays, what I have going on is usually I'm wearing scrubs and I'm usually wearing uh, a fleece vest over that. That's kind of my standard outfit. I often will have uh, another layer, a fleece jacket, or uh, occasionally a lab coat or something uh, if I'm, like, cold. I, I kind of fluctuate temperatures, so I'll throw that on. But my kind of base layer is a vest. I will usually have my personal cell phone. And then, you know, depending on your workflows, that may mean a separate phone as well. And where I am now, that's how it is. We carry another phone. So I have two phones. Usually they'll be in the pockets of my vest. And then I'll have my badge clipped to my scrub top. I put it on, right on the V in the front so it's kind of easy to see. Then I'll have a pen. I do one of the, uh, the gel G2s. Uh, extra fine, 0.38 millimeters, I think. I like small so I can write small. I will have my list folded up in my pocket. And then the only other kind of large thing I have these days is a fanny pack. That's right, I go fanny pack. And the reason I introduced that was for one really specific thing, which was to carry my ultrasound. I have a little butterfly IQ, I guess it's the IQ Plus now. And when I got it, which was I managed to get it through uh, kind of using some of my CME money from work and some things like that. So I was able to, I had to pay some money for it, but not too much. And I got it because at the time uh, we did a lot of off unit things, rapid responses and codes and things. And it was a huge value to have an ultrasound at those. And even on the unit, um, even though there was a larger ultrasound, for quick things, it was often convenient to have something just on you. And when I got it, I was like, where am I going to keep this thing? And anywhere I could think to store it or leave it, on the one hand, it made it less useful. Because if you had to go get it, then maybe you could have just gotten a better ultrasound. And on the other hand, I just I kept imagining someone stealing it, or at least me losing it. Because it's, it's a valuable piece of equipment and very portable, and I just I didn't like it. So I was like, I'll just keep it on me. And I can't think of a way except for uh, with the fanny pack. So I keep that in there charged. I used to keep it with a, another phone to plug it into because you can plug it into either uh, iPhone or Apple devices or Android. I have the Apple one. So I used an old iPhone in there. And that was so that I, uh, if I was doing a line or something, something with blood and cooties, I didn't have to use my personal phone 
Um, lately, I've taken it out. It was just a, kind of an extra piece of equipment. And because I didn't use it all that often, I would keep it turned off. And that meant when I used the thing, I had to turn the thing on and let it boot up. And then sometimes it would have a software update. And it just ended up making the whole process cumbersome enough that it, it was like less worthwhile. So nowadays, I've just been using my regular phone. Otherwise, in the fanny pack, I have some gel packets for the ultrasound. And this actually is a large part of the utility because even when I'm using a regular full-sized ultrasound, I'm sure we've all found a lot of the time gel seems to disappear, whether you're using single-use packets or bottles. So sometimes I'll just be using that and there's no gel and I'll use the gel that I have. And again, that means I don't have to go, go, go get something and it saves a lot of time. So have some gel. And then that's the main reason to have the, the pouch, but because I have it, I, can, I stick a few other things in there, which really is um, a pen light. So I do like to have some kind of a pen light, and I use that for looking at pupils, but also just anytime I need some extra light to uh, do a physical exam, or you know, even like it's night and it's a little dark and I want to better look at a Foley bag or, or something. It's just nice to have. And uh, I've gone through a few over the years. I like to have a... a reasonable quality one, not like a disposable one. And the things that I like to see are uh, obviously, you know, durable and waterproof and things like that. But I like several levels of brightness because depending on what you're doing, I may want a very different amount of light. Uh, something on the dimmer side for pupils, although when you like are not getting a response and you really want to make sure you might want to go brighter and maybe something brighter for like looking at skin or I mean, you could even uh, transluminate uh, extremity or something like that. And there's just no way to get that with one brightness. So I like a few levels of dimness. And I like to have a high, uh, what they call a CRI, a color reproduction index, which just means that the light is very um, white. It doesn't color what you're looking at very much. It's essentially very close to daylight. I think daylight is 100 on the CRI. Um, so I just try to get lights that have a high CRI. And usually they're LEDs these days, and you just have to look for that particular sort of feature. And it'll, it'll mean that when you're looking at things like skin or, uh, or eyes for discolorations, jaundice, you know, how pale are they are, that kind of thing, you'll get a, a very accurate perspective. It's like you were looking in, in daylight or by a window. So I like to have a pen light. I like to have um, a scalpel. I usually just have one disposable scalpel in there. Um, I, I think I have an 11 in there right now. Uh, I would probably prefer, I think, a 15. The main reason for this is if you're really having a bad day and you had to do a fairly emergent cricothyrotomy. Not something that's ever actually come up in practice, uh, but I am a believer that if you're going to uh, manage airways and, of course, any critically ill patient, you could have to manage their airway. The end of every airway algorithm is uh, some sort of a cricothyrotomy, um, and I've leaned to... The surgical technique versus a needle technique is a whole debate here. That's just what I'm best trained on and most comfortable with. And there's, you know, reasonable arguments that it's a better choice. Uh, but it means you need to have a scalpel. And I like to have a bougie uh, and a trach or an ET tube or something. I'm not going to carry those other things. Um, but I do have the scalpel because I don't want to have to go track one down if it came to it. If I did need to, I would probably find uh, something like a centerline kit because I know there is a scalpel in there. Uh, but it's such a small thing, it's easy enough to just have it tucked away. 
And then the last thing I have in there uh, for similar reasons is a pneumothorax needle. So a, a dedicated one-time use, uh, essentially angiocatheter, which is intended for decompressing uh, pneumothorax, attention pneumo. And of course you could use other things for this, uh, just about any IV cannula or a long needle or whatever, but most of them have downsides. You know, smaller IVs are often short, may not be long enough, especially with an anterior approach. They kink easily, so you may get decompression initially, but they may not continue to decompress the pleura. Um, so, you know, it's reasonable to have something that's intended for this. So that's what I have. It's, uh, I think, a 10-gauge, a pretty straightforward device. But again, just stuff it in there, and then if you have someone about to code in front of you from a tension pneumo, you don't need to just start thinking about uh, what can I find or use for this. The last thing I usually tuck in there is just a, a Sharpie, a permanent marker. Good for marking skin, um, labeling this, that, or the other. Um, just a handy thing to have. Hey, label your coffee cup, if nothing else. And that's really it. Now, I used to carry uh, more slash other things. Um, before I had the fanny pack, I would usually have on my waist uh, my stethoscope. The scope I've had for a while is the, let's see, it's the, uh, the Harvey, the Welch Allen Harvey, I think DLX or something. It's got three heads on it, uh, sort of this kind of mace-looking thing, and it's made of uh, brass. Um, honestly, I, I don't know that it ever worked quite as well for me as I'd like, but that's what I've had for a while. Um, and I would carry it on a little um, a leather clip on my belt. I think it's called the bat clip and it just kind of tucks in there. Very convenient way to carry a stethoscope so that it's not on like your neck all day and you're not just leaving it around. Um, I stopped carrying it because I started carrying the fanny pack, which on one hand meant that it's just too much stuff to have on your waist. And on the other hand, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm just not auscultating that regularly anymore. Um, and for many things you might, I literally have an ultrasound on me. So this gets into the whole argument of what the purpose of point of care ultrasound is versus physical examination, but just practically speaking, I'm not using it all that much anymore. Mostly it's like um, looking for things like wheezes nowadays. And I'll, I'll just go get my scope or another one if I need it. I also used to carry on my belt um, just another pouch. And that was because I would have, at that time, again, it was two different phones. And I was really getting to not like having things like uh, in my pockets and that kind of thing. And if I didn't have like my jacket or vest on, having to stuff two phones in your pockets is like it starts to pull your clothing off. So I actually... Um, I had a double phone pouch. It was a, like just a little leather pouch to clip on my waist, but it held two iPhones side by side. And it also had little spots I can put some of this other stuff, like um, a pen, things like that. I actually had that little pouch made custom from uh, a website. I, I forget who. If, you, if you're curious, reach out. I can find it for you. Um, that sounds very bougie, but it wasn't all that expensive. Um, but you just tell them kind of what you want uh, in there, and they kind of make it up. So it kind of fit exactly the things that I needed. And it worked pretty well in, in the sense that I could have just that pouch on there, stick my phones and stuff in there, and then have nothing else on me. Going farther back, I had uh, a lanyard I would wear on my neck, which had my badge. And then I would also usually have like a light on there, a watch I could use for the time or, or timing things or whatever, and just this and that and the other. But eventually I was just like having the weight around my neck I started to really dislike. Um, so that's how I kind of moved towards less stuff and also just putting it in other places. So that's how I kind of landed uh, currently. Pretty minimal and, you know, just the exception of the, the fanny pack, kind of a fashion statement there. 
I don't even like to carry a wallet. I keep it like in my, I bring a bag to work in, in, in our office somewhere locked up. And then I have all kinds of other junk in there, which I can go and, and fetch if need be. Uh, but moving around, I like to go minimal. I guess I should say, I, nowadays I have often been wearing a watch as well. You do not need a watch. Um, it is essentially a fashion accessory. I mean, it's convenient to be able to check the time and to easily time things if you're holding pressure on something or waiting for your sucks to kick in or whatever. But I mean, you could easily do that with a phone or, I mean, there's usually clocks in most rooms. Uh, but it's an enjoyable thing to have. I like to wear a watch and being able to do it at work uh, brings me pleasure. I try to make sure it's something that is uh, waterproof and on a, a band or strap that is also waterproof. So every day I'll, I'll just basically wash it off. You just want to limit your fomites. And that's about it. On my feet, pretty much always Crocs. Comfortable, waterproof. I've tried other things, can't make them work. And that's really it. Love to hear what you guys are up to. Again, it's just kind of an interesting glimpse into people's personalities and perspectives. You know, shoot me an email or uh, on Twitter or on the website. Otherwise, talk to you next time. <laughs>